0: In this valley of heart's delight, you will find life pleasurable, toil honorable, and recreation plentiful.
1: I can't get this cat anywhere, and it's been like 15 years, and I finally found it, and I called up the people, and they finally got the kid cat.
0: It was a time when anything was possible, at least in the imagination. This is the valley of heart's
1: All right, fucking A. Welcome to the Valley of Hearts Delight. I am Tony. With me, as always, is Care Bear, Scorpion Snake. He's also known as Caden by his friends. (laughs) Look at that look on his face. I thought you were just going to forego the name. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course... We have Andy, Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones. Do not use my secret da, da, name. Da, 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 Damn da, it. Da. No, that's not even. Was that Star Wars? I don't. Know. It, I think I just mixed the two in my brain. That that was an interesting. <laughs> I mix up uh, Steven Spielberg and
2: George Lucas all the time. Yikes! Yeah, I know. This is racist?
1: No. Oh, I bet you they've made out. Anyway, they're the same, oh, we... I dude. feel like they're the same. They're the same
2: general shape man. I just want. It's, I just
1: to say <laughs> their it. Their mustaches
3: were like Brillo <laughs> like they, like Velcro, they just got stuck together.
1: George I've always wanted like George, if, your
2: mustache is tickling my butt. When when two guys like when one guy has a mustache and another guy just has like a goatee, when they kiss, it makes a beard. Whoa. Anyways. <laughs> wow. Anyways. Whoa. Uh haunting silence. Well once again, <laughs> uh we are unofficially brought to you by Liquid Death, Austrian mountain water. Oh yeah! When you have that murderous thirst, mm. that can only be quenched by vigilante justice. Yeah, I always reach for a um, ah, Liquid Death.
1: Yeah. God, liquid you guys death. are such
3: cheap dates. Jesus uh. Christ! Uh. All right, so here's the deal. This week, Anthony and Kaden are brought to you by Liquid Death, Andy is brought to you by himself.
1: Andy is brought to you by Punk Rock Conviction. I cannot be bought. <laughs> Stamped circa 19 or 88. Yeah, thanks yeah, thank <laughs> man. No, the, the proper line would be like, yeah, 1898.
3: Yo, <laughs> yo, yo Dr. Jones 1987 called. They <laughs> want their ethics back.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. No one cares. It's all about selling out now. That's what's cool. Yeah, that's what the kids are okay.
3: Okay, into. I was just I was just That's what the kids are into. Just
1: at the dog
2: okay, kids. park and um One of the women there. Can't wait to see where this goes. One of the women was showing me her son's uh, side business, where he basically (laughs) makes and designs stickers that are usually like kind of anime based. And she says that he puts in about two to three hours of work a month and pulls down about sixteen thousand dollars a year just selling stickers that are like big titty anime women. Hmm. And he also, although he does a bumper sticker that says. Guy Fieri 2020 for Mayor of Flavortown. <laughs> and I might get, I might get that because that's a great one. That's a great one. That's horrible. Um, all right. All right. Well, <laughs> let's jump right into it. Let's get it. into this. So, this will be our uh, third and final installment in the Brooke series. And uh, we'll start off again by recognizing our main and only source, Swift Justice. Murder and Vengeance in a California Town by Harry Farrell. And a little bit of Wikipedia. Now I have a question. Yeah. Are you sure it's not Farrell? It could be Farrell. Anyway, moving on. F-A-R-R-E-L-L. If you are Harry Farrell or related to him. Oh, that too. Because isn't that how you spell out, Colin Farrell? Possibly. I just found out. Or is
3: it how you spell Perry Farrell? I have somebody
2: oh. who's more closely related to me than my brother. On ancestry.com no so i have that's my other half brother
3: back up how does that work
2: he's he must be my other half brother wow and like his biological mom is more closely or i guess yeah so so either like my biological dad is more closely related to or I guess, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how that works. I was going to go Kate into and genetics some, and then just yeah, some, stop so, myself. Sometimes
3: maybe we should sit down and talk a little bit about a little something called genetics.
2: I know pun, pun not Pundit Squares. Uh, what's the name? Pundit Squares. Pundit Squares. Punnett squares.
3: You, yeah. are, you are 50% related to each of your parents. Yes.
2: Is that how that works? So, so the, wait, Which does, makes me 100%. Does your, does your brother share
3: a parent in common with you? Yes. Okay, so you and he share uh, 25%. Percent. No, you and he don't share 50% because it, it, it's quarter. from you to which parent do you share in common? Mother. F- mother. Okay. So from you to mother mm-hmm. is 50% and then from mom to your brother is another 50%. You multiply it. So you and your half brother only share 25% of the same genetics in common. If you yeah. if you shared the both parents, it would be 50%. Okay. Okay. So in that case, the only way you could have someone that is more closely related to you than that is if that person shares both parents in common with you.
2: I don't know. I don't know the measurement. It's the measurement was cm, which I think was like chromosomal mitochondria or something. Ah, uh, okay. So it's, it's like yes, but it's basically I have another half brother out there that I didn't know about, and apparently he's in Fairfield.
3: That Very interesting.
2: Valley of Hearts Delight is brought to you by biology. It's what made you. It's what made you. Anyways, <laughs>
3: it's what uh, made some of us.
2: I'm a test tube baby. Uh, so,
3: again, that's also biology. I was made in the old
1: fashioned way, just that's, down and
3: dirty.
2: Yeah, that's right. I, I like an orc born out of a mud pit. Um, okay, so again, we're going to recognize our source, Swift Justice uh, by Harry Farrell and Wikipedia. And when we last left off, Thurmond and Holmes had been arrested and elaborated their plan and execution of the kidnapping and murder of Brooke Hart. After an exhaustive search, there had been no luck in locating Hart's body, but at least they had the two kidnappers in custody and justice would surely soon be served until the morning of Sunday, November 26th, when two duck hunters happened upon the body of Brooke Hart floating in the bay. Fucking Duck Hunters, man. They're fucking everything up. And here is a lovely picture of Leonard Dahl. One oh, of the I thought men. we were
3: going to see Hart's eviscerated carcass. Not When's quite, Le- but that which is one's him. one's Leonard Dahl? Oh, that is one of the Oh, shit. We are hunters. looking at him. P- and
2: he is posing for a picture with the covered body of Hart. And we'll include this in well, our... of course.
3: That's what game hunters do, right? Yes, you exactly. You pose your with trophy. your quarry. And he... he looks so fucking happy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's stoked. like, why He's like. He's like, he's like, it's gonna be hot time in the old town tonight. And boy, would he be right. So he's a fucking nerd.
2: Sunday, wait, wait, November. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 look in the mirror, Anthony Bragg. Damn, I got a hat on. So Sunday, November twenty-sixth, around eleven a.m. Oh, Officer he does look Ray like Poindexter, does
1: Blackmore, too fucking stoked on finding a. dead He had sex yes. with that dead body before he fucking. Oh man, like, that's a baby. He like look at that smug look. He's like, yep, I just fucked that.
3: <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Anthony! <laughs> what? <I'm> just saying, <laughs> it would it would be
2: better if he was kind of holding up the head by the hair a little bit and like giving that kind of shit eating grin that like the guys give when they've shot an elephant that's been like drugged. Yeah, but
3: yeah, but it's weird because he fucked it. It does, allegedly it does actually say corpse fucker leonard Day- oh does it oh i must have missed mouth. that yeah you you overlooked that they're Weird. nice and
2: squishy when they've been in the mud for a
3: few weeks
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so around 11 a.m on sunday november 26th officer ray blackmore took a break from his card game pinochle to check on how things were looking around the jailhouse when he looked outside, he saw the driveway and area leading up to the jailhouse front doors were filling up with people. Bill Emig's initial phone calls to relevant parties about the discovery of Brooke Hart's body soon precipitated the worst game of telephone ever, and word of this new development began to disseminate and spread like measles at an anti-vax convention. <laughs> Good, boom, well, I well played, sir. There's a lot well of zingers. I wrote this really late at night one night, and uh, there, I think, There are some zingers in here. Yeah,
1: especially the next line, which I'm really, I'm excited for you to. Can I just read it?
2: Do it. And the
1: people of San Jose were pissed <laughs> that they. Were
2: all caps pissed? <laughs> it is. <laughs> he all wrote it caps. exactly like that. They by, were pissed. By midday, Charlie <laughs> O'Brien, Louis Rossi, and two other heart store employees were slurping through the muddy banks of the San Francisco Bay. All of them quickly confirmed that the corpse that had been brought to that they had been brought to identify was indeed that of their friend, Brooke Hart. On the way back to San Jose, as Sheriff Emig and Agent Vetterly drove the group home, Louis Rossi brought up what was probably on everyone's mind. That, Get San-, that San Jose would rise up to avenge its native son. And while Emig reassured Rossi that his jail was, at this point, an impenetrable fortress, Rossi insisted he asked Emig to ensure that the officers guarding Thurmond and Holmes put their guns away to avoid any unnecessary bloodshed. Vetterly chimed in that Rossi knew what he was talking about. And upon arrival to the jailhouse, they saw that a perimeter of automobiles and makeshift barricades had been erected, with an additional six highway patrol officers that had arrived as backup. The crowd had grown even more, but they weren't riled up. They weren't rabid for vengeance. Officers were chatting with people. The mood felt mm. much lighter than it had previously been. People Probably a relief that at least they had found Bricart's body. People were just so epically bored back then. Yeah, it's, it's nothing,
1: the depression. It's the depression. Probably a lot of these people are unemployed. Do. Yeah. <laughs> and Andy, through the crowd... he's looking at me.
3: This from the person that said that modern life is so boring that... You just needed to believe in UFOs to make things more interesting.
2: (laughs) Technically, that is on tape. That is. Oh, on tape. Well, you know, you do what you can. Well, through the crowd, O.M. Ennis, advertising manager for the Hearts department store, walked up to the barricade and proffered advice that mirrored that which Rossi had given the sheriff. You'd better lay down those guns when we move in. You know what's good for you.
0: Whoa. We
2: don't want. We don't want to see any of you fellas hurt. He was taken into the jail for questioning, but ultimately released.
3: <laughs> good move. Come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. You. Come on in. Let's have a little chat. Hey, yeah. Did yeah. You, did you mean that? Did you forget
1: no. who had the shotgun in their hands? Okay. Did you? Did you... <laughs> oh yeah, you are the one with the gun, huh? Yeah,
2: there, there are a lot of wrong moves in this whole process, but we'll get to that. I think he ever played his hand. <laughs> yeah, Unbeknownst to the crowd gathering at the jailhouse, radio stations across the area, ironically starting with KQW, San Jose's only commercial radio station at the time, owned by First Baptist Church, the church to which the Thurmans belonged, began sending out the word. A crowd was gathering and a lynching was on the horizon. Uh-oh. We gotta get on.
1: We we gotta get in on the lynching.
2: What else are we gonna do today? And oh, wow. as word spread, it attracted more and more people from San Francisco, Oakland, Gilroy, Morgan Hill, Salinas, Santa Cruz.
3: Damn, I'm just you know what I'm envisioning in my mind? Hmm. I'm envisioning that movie Warriors. Totally. With the woman DJ that's like hey all
2: you cats, yeah. kids and cats out there, this is coming hot off the fucking vinyl. <laughs> kid down to the courthouse in San Jose and everybody's just like, that montage of everybody grabbing <laughs> yeah, their pants and grabbing their, their fucking shit <laughs> and they're just like is like, oh shit. I, I was
1: picturing that scene in Braveheart when all the clans are gathering. <laughs> Man, why? Like, why,
3: why, <laughs> why do you bring Braveheart up every time we talk?
1: I love that
2: movie. <laughs> it's a good
3: one. I love
1: that movie so much.
3: I think that was
2: before we knew how shitty Mel Gibson was. <laughs> what? No, it was not before was we not. knew. Everyone was knew. Like, was Everyone like, knew. It was before I dude,
1: knew. Dude, okay, that he starred, directed in that movie. Like the kind of like Did arrogance. Did he direct that? Yeah, dude. Good lord. He won, I think, best director. Or no, maybe he didn't. Get the fuck. out. He definitely won best fucking picture. Deservedly so, because that movie is, to me, a ten out of ten.
2: Great. There are butts in it, so dude. Oh my god, Sco- you, Scottish dude, butts. Dude, you see
1: fucking Melly's just tight butt there in that yeah. waterfall scene. Well, that random Irish ladies boobies.
2: You might as well put have put out a bulletin that there was a massive party in San Jose and everyone was invited. The crowd began to shift over the following hours. The concerned citizens who had lost a friend, colleague, classmate, fellow San Josean were now being diluted with people who just wanted to see a few men swing. And I don't mean in the fun way. (laughs) Prohibition, though still nine days away from repeal, was still in effect and still largely ignored. (laughs) So people packed into speakeasies and like a macabre festival, bar hopped, looking at the photos of Brooke's decayed remains that were already plastered on the front pages of the special editions of newspapers, The ink still wet. Think Washington, D.C. after Osama bin Laden's murder. Remember that in the 1930s, kidnapping, especially of high profile individuals, was akin to domestic terrorism. This was a big fucking deal.
1: Well, and I think a lot of people, if I can actually be serious for a moment,
0: um,
1: that's not that, this is like uncommon at all, though. Like, people are bloodthirsty, man. Like, this is like, all this time dude like totally something goes wrong like like fucking let's hang him right but it's like <laughs> i mean do you, like do you remember
2: do you remember when osama bin Laden, like obama made that announcement that they i do we got him i and i like, was in the san were,
3: jose airport when that was announced and people started like chanting usa in the like airport so that's what i remember area. is
2: people gathering outside the fence of the white house and just chanting like usa 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 and i was like Part of me was like, you know, yes, cool, Osama bin Laden, enormous piece of shit, terrible person. But it's like that; it's, ooh, it gives me chills to think like that. You're like just chanting over somebody's death, which is, regardless of who that person is, kind of fucking
3: weird and whoa, creepy. Well, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. It does Hold on a, a second. It does bring a
1: group of people together. I mean, it does.
3: I, I I can think of a few people that I probably would applaud. Their death. Sure. But when you get the it's the big
2: group thing that oh, really, yeah. no, that no, that's adds terrifying creep right? factor. That's yeah. like going to the I like I'm not saying I wasn't stoked that Osama bin Laden was fucking killed. Obviously we got a lot of great things from that, like his death and his hard drive, which was full of anime porn.
3: Mm-hmm. Two wonderful things. But you're right, Anthony. I mean I, I think I, I... Can you say that again? I think the desire. I can't believe I just said that. That's why I paused for a second. I, just can we back up? Can we edit that out?
0: That's
3: out character. I misspoke, Anthony. <laughs> I <can't. laughs> no, so so I, I agree. Like I think I think the 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 drive to violence in retribution, especially like when you have kind of some sort of like civic attachment to that person. So I think, I mean, like in this case, this was obviously heightened by the fact that this was a relatively Mm well-known, prominent family. Uh, And I, I think that like that does tend to motivate people to react in these kind of explosively violent ways. But also like that mob mentality is also a real thing where it kind of spreads like a virus where like, even people that didn't necessarily know who this individual was, when they kind of catch wind of like, this rising fervor uh, of a large group of people uh, that tends to attract more and more people mm-hmm. to it, kind of uh, like you know a moth to a flame, and th- and then and then that that is where you really get the danger for really truly like because along violent with, along with that explosion, kind of
2: magnification as more and more people come, it's also the diffusion of responsibility, right? Because exactly, it's not it's, you and some other person doing this; it's you and however many yeah hundred and, and hundreds people. of people yeah
3: exactly yeah that's that, that uh i know i've talked to you guys about this before but that that uh book uh among the thugs which is about like soccer hooligans and oh humans, yeah yeah, it yeah, is like kind of a pretty amazing sociological like study of kind of mob mentality and how people who are otherwise decent relatively you know calm mild-mannered people can be kind of you're talking about transformed yeah can be hmm. transformed into kind of like these these <laughs> extremely uh, irrational, violent creatures, uh, usually based on some sort of shared idea set.
2: Doesn't take much. Yeah.
1: Doesn't sports, take
0: much I mean,
2: yeah, sports fans, I feel like love. they love riding. Fucking shit up. Well, finally, late in the day, one voice shouted the inevitable words that would irrevocably change the course of the evening. Hey, why don't we lynch him? To the crowd that had largely been an unorganized, amorphous group, this became their esprit de corps.
3: Another voice chimed in,
2: "Has anybody got a rope?" 18- oh, dude,
3: you know you're in trouble when someone says this. <laughs> Yeah, when Has you're hearing that when rope? you're
2: in the cell and you're hearing this out of the window and you're like, <laughs> an, "Due process,
3: uh, due
1: process, right? I get due process."
2: 18 year old Anthony Cataldi asked his friend, who had spake the initial call to arms, for the keys to his car. He drove home to his family's ranch on the outskirts of San Jose, grabbed a couple of 30 to 40 foot, three quarter inch ropes from his father's truck, and returned to the mob as the sun was setting on the day. By 5 p.m., there were approximately 500 people in front of the courthouse jail, and along with the horde gathering in St. James Park across the street, (laughs) the whole lot was nearing 2,000 heads. (laughs) Emig called in for reinforcement from every conceivable resource, only able to drum up 10 additional California Highway Patrol (laughs) officers. They were just like, we're going to have to just give it to them. Despite (laughs) all the additional manpower and firepower, perhaps heeding the warnings of Rossi and Ennis, perhaps realizing that the legion before him was filled with people from across the social and economic spectrum of San Jose united under the banner of vigilante justice and to mow them down would be to mow down his constituents emeg eventually ordered the officers on duty to put away their guns
0: mm-hmm.
3: so so power to the people people so, speak so so i got my hair cut a couple of weeks ago and while I was sitting in the barber's chair, I noticed that my barber had a page from the San Jose Mercury News up on the wall. And I was looking at it, and I realized that it was like a tour of locations in downtown San Jose related to this particular incident. Oh. And I think it was published in the San Jose Mercury News as a reaction to Swift Justice, this book being put out. So I, I called the barber's attention to it. And I said, hey, me and a couple of my friends are doing research on that right now. And my barber, he says, oh, yeah. I spoke to a couple of the cops that were on duty that night. Jesus. And they just turned their backs and let it happen. So there are two amazing <laughs> things about that. A, my barber is old enough to have spoken some people, <laughs> to some people you that had were very there. Very old night. man, cuts your neck <laughs> with a he, razor. Th- this event happened eighty-seven years ago, <laughs> and I, I asked my barber. I was like, "Frank, were you actually alive when this happened?" And and uh, I don't actually i I don't know if he was alive, but he did say his family moved to San Jose in nineteen forty one. So obviously, he didn't talk to. People who were at the event immediately after right. the event. But the, they, must they, have they been, were still
2: around. I mean, because that's only well, a couple of years down Yeah, the road. yeah, no. It, I
3: mean, it, so it may have been 10, 20 years later, but but my barber is old enough to have spoken to people that were there the night <sighs> of this event. And he, and he said, yeah, like they just, they just let him do it. Well? Which, I mean, think about it. If you're if you're a handful of law enforcement, Jose, and well, like, and, and and you've got two thousand people that yeah. are screaming for the for these people, and
2: this flood, is like, I think what this is probably like a total of maybe like thirty police officers
3: yeah. at most. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're not you're not winning that fight, no.
3: But they had a machine gun mounted inside the jail. They could have won that fight.
1: Well, like I, if yeah, they yeah, had I decided mean, yes, just to yes. go
3: into the jail and been like, nope, you are not getting in here.
1: Well, that's my point. Are you going to fucking gun down like a whole bunch of citizens for two? What's
2: what's the bigger like PR disaster? Yeah,
1: yeah. Or what's the bigger crime? Like,
2: well, mowing
1: down a bunch of crate. Like, you know, maybe some pissed off people, or like, well, man, or the two dudes murdering, trying to kidnap a dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well crazy i don't know man i don't know i don't know anthony i'm not not making i'm not what's the bigger crime i'm
3: touching that with a 10-foot pole like like protecting two people that did a horrendous crime or allowing a massive horde of people to commit murder but Uh, then as
2: a devil's advocate
0: justice yeah exactly so like
2: what what is more important the lives of a two men or the lives of all of these people or the justice system as a whole
3: i think law and order man we live in a society yeah. of laws. Indeed we do.
2: Not in, Allegedly. Apparently not in San Jose.
1: <laughs> 19- not in 33. <laughs> not in San Jose, 1933,
2: dude. Around l- 6 p.m. Can I also
1: say something? Yes. Also, I just want to interject. I honestly think also, this is 1933, this is the Depression. People are fucking angry. People are fucking pissed off. They have no control over their lives right now because things are so bad. And things are looking very bleak. This is like a chance for them to kind of like... I think Con- deuce, rest control, arrest control, and do something like these people murdered. Yeah, like we like it's actually in a way it's a way of actually kind of giving back order to their lives in a, not actually, but like I could see that in a psychological way. Yeah, right. Does that make sense?
3: So you're arguing for something like the purge. No. I, don't
0: I was just going to say I'm, I was like in, in
1: my so post- you're sh- like,
3: "Ah, people are pissed off. Let's like let them blow off some steam no, by no, hanging I'm, some no, people." No, I'm not
1: saying that. No, no. I'm not saying I that, am. that you let I that them, might be what you're saying. No. 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 <laughs> what I'm saying is <laughs> is you I'm just saying that in a weird way, these people are kind of almost trying to restore order to their lives by being by some, killing other people. By be killing. Hmm. Yeah, I know it's fucking human beings, man. Hmm. What are you going to do?
2: Interesting. I'm not
1: saying it is order. I'm just saying it's kind of like a subconscious like way of I – sh- I can imagine these people trying to like basically blowing off steam. Like they're pissed off. They're angry. It's not really about these two – Because, right? Because like why would all – Like why are people so fucking concerned about these two dudes? Like if life was good and everyone was doing well – Yeah, no. It, I, it, I it, doubt it is, anyone would actually right. It's far. because
2: times were hard. This was a prominent Pe- person. And they could do something about people, it. And people – I mean it is – It weirdly is kind of like the sports – team Effect where you have this loyalty to your home city and this person who is from your home but, city but, who is a prominent person, and you're like, Well, hey, are we just gonna let that happen? or Are we gonna fucking do something? But people are about coming it? from
1: like San Francisco
2: and Oakland, right? People are yeah, coming so from like all, I mean, yes, yeah, so back it, then going to San, San Jose is a, and that a is, lot bigger track. That is the shift, is the people from San Jose who were just gathering to be like. Hey, like, oh, is something like, you know, wow, we got the body. Like, are they going to, like, take these guys and, like, actually, like, take them to, like, back to San Francisco for processing or, you know, whatever. They were just kind of gathering for the sake of, again, like, gathering outside of the White House after Osama bin Laden died. You just kind of gather to share this moment of, like, hey, we have the body. We have proof justice is going to get served. And more and more people start showing up after the word gets out. So now you have 2,000 people. From all over the Bay Area, who have been drinking, who have been seeing pictures of this grizzly body that's been just eaten by the crabs and the fish, and like yeah. you know, bloated, and like they're just getting pissed.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, like I think I would think that yeah, they ha- they're pissed off about a lot of things. Indeed. And I, and yeah.
2: you anyway, take let's it move out. on. You can't yeah. take it out on the government unless you can
3: not advocating revolution or anything (laughs) around 6 p.m. you
0: just
1: defended no (laughs) public glitchy man
3: hmm anthony just talked himself into a corner there didn't he
1: (laughs) i i don't think i talked myself into a corner i think i made a astute sociological observation let's move on
2: around 6 p.m. the phone of santa clara county coroner amos williams rang it was an anonymous caller recommending that he have a hearse ready for thurmond at holmes at 11 p.m. at St. James Park. Rumors of a vigilante group hell-bent on implementing some old California justice on Hart's captors and murderers had been circulating, but it seemed now that in these final hours they had shown their hand. The word was out to the masses. Anthony Cataldi, the young man who retrieved the rope from his father's truck, went from speakeasy to speakeasy, letting the patrons know. All the while, the festive atmosphere that had characterized the day and early evening was shifting as more talk of lynching diffused through the seemingly ever-growing crowd, and more and more alcohol was consumed. At one point, for some unknown reason from some unknown source, the crowd was pushed forward from somewhere in the rear, pushing those in front of them and those in front of them until the momentum crashed against the wooden barricades, smashing them the vanguard of the mob was caught against a wall of 10 to 15 officers who had linked arms and seemed to have kept the crowd at bay. Then, like that one old man archer at Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings, The Two <laughs> Towers, who looses the first arrow at the Horde of Urukai, hai a deputy sheriff named Lowell threw a tear gra- gas grenade. Uh-oh. The crowd reeled and retreated those in the forefront receiving the brunt of the gas and what may have been a momentary sigh of relief for the officers was soon replaced by what an Oakland Post-Enquirer reported, reporter likened to the sound of the surf growing from a murmur into a terrifying roar. It could be heard two miles away. Wow. <laughs> oh, yes. Fuck. As Harry Farrell puts it, until now, it had been a rambunctious rabble. Suddenly, it was a surly, wounded beast speaking <laughs> with a terrible voice.
1: So was, can we kill the guy already? I've been out here forever, man. We, I'm getting pissed. Now they're throwing tear gas at me, <laughs>
2: which is, I mean, that's it's terrifying to think about. That um, that is actually really scary. A just, bunch of and, or piss. also just being like, um, like not knowing what's going on and just like hearing in the distance just like
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying dude. they were just like well you know what fuck them
2: yep. yeah. <laughs> yep. well as you'll see they do put up a bit of a fight yeah, well, good for them hey man they're officers of the law they should other deputies had joined in to disperse the crowd by firing their own gas shells but the windy November evening whipped the gas in every direction blinding the officers as well <laughs> oh, wow, <geez. laughs> cries of lynch Lancham leapt up from the rear of the mob and was replaced by a chant that soon swept the entirety of the group Brookie
0: Heart, Brookie Heart, Brookie Heart.
2: <laughs> Which is, is, seems dumb to me, but I mean, you could just say Brook Heart, <laughs> but like, you know, individuals began. Well,
1: bro- Brook Heart, Brook, like that doesn't like
0: Brookie Heart.
2: Brook-y I know, the three. Yeah, That's I way
1: know. more like, yeah.
2: Brookie just sounds too much like Cookie. Individuals began rallying portions of the crowd, and soon 50-odd young men were rushing the station. Tear gas fired at the advance was quickly doused with water as someone had rigged a hose to the faucet on the courthouse lawn.
1: The fuck these people getting this (laughs) fucking... Man, people were fucking like just... Resourceful. Resourceful, Resourceful yes. They just like, like, fuck up.
2: The post office next door was still under construction and consequently had a variety of bricks, and other masonry that the posse posse rapidly capitalized upon, hurling rocks, tiles, bricks, pipe fittings, and cement chunks at the building and the accompanying officers. A man with a rifle at the rear of the group fired three shots into a second-story window of the jail. The officers inside the jail now had no windows, so whenever a tear gas canister was lobbed at the mob, they promptly threw it back into the building. Oh, my God. After hiding the auxiliary auxiliary armaments in a third floor room, the power was cut to the building.
3: Oh my god. Soon Holy both the shit. exterior
2: lights of the jail terrible. were this knocked
3: like out. On plunging Jesus the scene right. into
2: total darkness. This is
1: fucking terrifying.
2: Yes. I understand why any any police officer in this situation would be like Yeah,
1: yeah I'm nah, out. Nah. I'm done. For the yeah, you're like for the uh, like I'm going to get fucking killed over these two fucking idiots.
2: Nope. (laughs) Here you go. An hour into the assault on the jailhouse at 10 p.m., the early show of four nearby theaters were ending, causing hundreds more to flock (laughs) to the unfolding (laughs) madness. I
1: knew this wasn't going to end by the time we're done.
2: (laughs) Yet there was a lull, and as the rioters backed off to regroup, a single man walked forward to inform the officers that at 11 p.m., they would be entering the jailhouse, and it would be wise to allow them to do their business. A police officer was able to make his way out of the building and put in a call to San Francisco and Oakland for reinforcements. But before those could arrive, Sheriff Emig, barricaded along with his deputies and other officers in the jailhouse, saw the group of vigilantes return, and he knew they could not hold the jail. Oh my god. And that is because... They had returned with two steel pipes from the adjacent oh construction pipe, each six to eight inches in diameter, about 20 feet long, one with a two-foot T-shaped crossbar on the end, essentially two 20-foot battering rams. <laughs> Initially clumsy and inefficient, the battering team soon fell into their groove, they would ram the door, then as police released a barrage of gas canisters, a man standing by with the water hose would douse the area and the rams would be picked up again. <laughs> eventually, oh God, the, damn. eventually, the gas canisters began to dwindle and the doors finally caved at a, allegedly 11 p.m. on the dot. Chaos erupted as men streamed through the doorway. Brawls breaking out between the vigilantes and the authorities, lamely trying to stop them. One officer pleaded with the invaders to not do this and was promptly knocked down and beaten severely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sh-
1: Please don't do this. It's not right. You're better right. than this. You're better than this. This is not what no. it's about. <laughs> kick it. Kick the shit out of the nerd.
2: <laughs> yes, they attacked another deputy who was choked and beaten. And one of the besieging masses taking the cell keys from his pocket. Ugh. Sheriff Emig, having just left Thurman's cell, met the mob in the stairwell where he fired his last tear gas shell. So it's now in a corridor, filling up with tear gas. Oh my god. Someone hit Emig in the back of the head with a pipe, oh. and he crumbled down the stairs. I, I, aye, aye. When they reached Holmes' cell on the second floor, they found a man in the toilet enclosure wearing naught but an undershirt. When asked if he was Jack Holmes, he responded that he was Jack Pearson from Evergreen. However, at this point, Holmes and Thurman's faces had likely been on the front page of nearly every newspaper nationwide. Oh, oh man. Well, at least he thought. You like, know, nope, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> no. You, Jack Holmes? <laughs> no, mine's no. Clarence. No, mine's Clarence.
1: <laughs> Is your name Michael <laughs> Diamond? No, no. Jack. No, yeah, mine's Clarence. Jack-
2: Jack Holmes wears pants. I'm clearly not wearing pants, so
1: not him. You can't lynch someone with pants, with no pants on. It's just, it's a. Oh, Tony,
2: I wish you were right. When <laughs> no, they... I think he wishes I was right. <laughs> when they asked what he had to say for himself, he said nothing.
3: Now, the... did he actually say? He said the word nothing. nothing.
2: The mob smashed his nose and knocked him unconscious. After slapping him back to consciousness, the men that had found Jack Holmes took turns repeating this process, passing him around until the noose was slipped around <sighs> his neck and he was drugged down the stairs and outside.
1: What if he just said
2: Sorry? And everybody was just like Alright well, that's all we wanted to hear.
1: That's all you had to say, man. Are you a repentant if you said, man? If you would have said this, all the all those wounds would have been busted and the old sheriff wouldn't get all big old gnaw on the back of his head.
2: Yeah. If only that's really the lesson here.
0: Just say, Just say you're sorry. sorry. Just say
1: you're sorry. Just you never know. Just like if there's a bob coming at you, like what do you gotta say? Say sorry.
3: Now, Anthony, based on your astute sociological analysis <laughs> earlier, do you really think that that would work? No. Okay. You
1: never know. You never, I, agree. Uh, you never I know. agree. You never know. It's I mean, true. You, never you never know. I mean, you never know. Position. You never know. Just like
2: I was. Speaking sorry. of positions. Thurmond was likewise located in his cell's bathroom area, having suspended himself from an iron grate above the toilet, which I just imagine him like l- hanging on to this grate like some sort of weird spider monkey. <laughs> yeah, I as, was like, I was like, was he like, yeah, doing, yeah, just like, kind like of, a, or like doing like a, like uh, a major, the or... ring thing. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Climbing up the walls as the intruders entered his cell, he screamed at them, "Get out of here!"
3: I'll kill you! I'll kill all of you! <laughs> See, that is definitely not the thing yeah, to say. Yeah, don't say that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just fuck it. They're like, do these people are ingenious, dude. They're enge- like, they're like stack each other on like what they're like. <laughs> like yeah, one shoulders like get him down.
2: <laughs> his threatening <laughs> screams turned to cries for mercy. His last recorded words being,
0: "Don't string me up! For God's sake, don't string me up!"
2: Ooh. He fell from his perch, knocking himself unconscious, and in an amazing moment, one of the lynchers rallied his party to pray for Thurmond. Several of the group dropped to their knees to appeal to God to save Thurmond's poor sinner soul. The prayer session was broken up midway by a more eager and drunk vigilante, and still unconscious, Thurmond was carried, noose around neck, outside to meet his fate. Holmes, the first to emerge from the building, was met by cheers and jeers of the thousands that had gathered. Regaining consciousness, he offered one last attempt to extricate himself from the situation, insisting that his name that his name was Johnson and <laughs> that they had the wrong man. My
1: name's Johnson!
2: <laughs> As the crowd moved him towards St. James Park, they tore away his undershirt, leaving him naked save his socks and right shoe. Thurmond had now been shuttled outside as well. Still unconscious, one member of the mob reportedly shouted, We don't want to hang a guy when he doesn't know what's happening to him. Shake <laughs> him Christ. out of it. <laughs> one man shouted, Wake up! In Thurmond's ear, another kicked him, but he was out cold.
1: I like it when their eyes bulge out.
2: Ain't gonna that bulge is out if he's that's sleeping. That's definitely the sentiment here. They want these guys to suffer. Having claimed their prizes, one of the mob's leaders shouted to the crowd not to hurt the police as they were only doing their jobs. And at that moment, they heard the distinct trill of a policeman's whistle. The source of which was tracked to Mike Garin, brother of police captain John Garin, who had been at the intersection of First Street and St. John this entire time, directing traffic.
1: All right, well, if you're going to park, no double parking at the lynching, everybody. That dude was definitely, he was like, (laughs) all right, let's
2: just do this as cleanly and quickly as possible. Y'all are going to do what you're going to do. Just like get in and get out. The avenging swarm flooded up towards St. James Park. Undeterred by the cars that had packed into the street, they threw Holmes over the top of one car, picking him up on the other side. Sheriff Emig, supported by two highway patrolmen, impotently pleaded with his fellow Joseans to cease their violence. He was hit by a rock in the jaw and oh, beaten in man. response.
1: <laughs> just, at this point, just you keep your mouth shut. Yep. He's like, you can't stop it. Yeah, you can't
2: stop it. The group holding Holmes was just a bit ahead of the men dragging Thurmond. The latter, though, quickly brought Harold Thurmond to a mulberry tree at the southwest corner of the park. An elderly clergyman appealed to the crowd not to go through with the lynching, while another man would throw the rope back over the limb of a tree as soon as one of the mob would toss it over. Eventually, he retreated but ran through the crowd, entangling several of the bloodthirsty crew now assembled around the tree. Which is a good move. (laughs) When the rope was ready, a man in his early 20s yelled, Let him have it! And the men stationed at the end of the rope began hoisting Thurmond into the air. With the first pull, Thurmond's legs stiffened and his eyes opened, eliciting an uproarious cheer from those in oh. audience. After Thurmond's feet were four to five feet off the ground, the command to hold him there was issued. A young girl laughed maniacally, asking Thurmond, How
1: do you like it, you bastard? How do you like it up there? We like it. Oh, we
2: like it, you bet. We put you there, and we'd put you there again. The crowd began. To, hell. The crowd began to chant, "How do you like it? How do you like it? How do you like it?" Another youth from the morass pulled off Thurman's pants, exposing his nether regions. One woman taunted, "Come up and see us sometime, baby," <laughs> <laughs> imitating the famous line from Mae West. Oh my God! Oh, These people are fucking ruthless. <laughs> Yeah, you, 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 I, starting off, I was just like, oh man, like, fuck yeah, dude, vigilante justice. And then as I was reading this, I was just like, Ugh, no, not like
3: this. Yeah, it doesn't look very pretty, does it? No.
2: Farrell describes the scene thusly Some women fainted, some wept. One beat her fists on a tree trunk, crying, oh dear God, no, 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 no. But other women, housewives, white-haired old ladies, stenographers, co-eds, debutantes, jabbed lighted cigarettes at Thurman's nude thighs. Oh my God. A torch of rolled-up newspapers was set aflame and held to his feet. Someone held a match to his pubic hair, which burned briefly. Young mothers laughed, ignoring their children. Hair-ribboned girls, boys in knickers, infants in arms who wretched and vomited in horror. Oh my God. From the multitude, the chant of... Brookie heart. heart. Brookie heart. heart. Brookie heart. Rose again, exultantly now. End quote. In the minutes that followed, the crowd watched as Thurman slowly strangled to death, violently convulsing and spasming, his face turning black, his tongue hanging out of his mouth oh. until finally he was no longer Thomas Harold Thurman, but a corpse, a pendant languidly turning and tilting in the autumn wind. This saves the county the expense of a trial, said a voice from the crowd, totally ignoring the immense amount of damage caused by the mob breaking into the jailhouse. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Uh It was 11.20 p.m. Howard Robbins, one of the many journalists present at the scene, held his camera over the crowd to snap a picture of Thurman's body when he felt cold metal press against his neck. Don't shoot or all shoot, a voice behind him warned. A hand reached up to grab the camera and pulled it back down over Robin's shoulder. He ripped the camera free from the unknown assailant's grasp, and those gathered around him began battling with the other journalists around him. While while reports of the evening's events could be dismissed as hearsay, one good picture that captured the faces of those in the mob could ruin lives. Again. Again. Diffusion of responsibility, yep. but especially in, that's probably why we don't have as much mob violence these days. Is because there are so many pictures and cameras everywhere.
1: Well, I remember uh, that the white supremacists in uh, Virginia?
2: Yeah, they were really pissed that like they got fired from their jobs. Jo- yeah, for, like, exactly. I was like, chanting the Jews will not replace yeah, us. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's uh, but theory. yeah, you're right. Like especially then, like we're taking pictures. and They're like, let me post this on my Facebook. <laughs> They're like, uh, yeah, Tom, I'd rather talk about you. Uh.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, Holmes was struggling and thrashing against his captors, who were finding it difficult to find a tree branch that would support his weight. Rumors of U.S. Marines being sent on the order of President Roosevelt began circulating amongst the mob. Holmes momentarily managed to wiggle out of his noose, but it was quickly replaced, and the rope tossed over the sturdy limb of an elm tree near the statue of honoring President William McKinley in the northwest quadrant of the park and pulled tight. At the last second, as Holmes made his final efforts to plead for his life, a reporter asked if they were sure that that was actually Jack Holmes. (laughs) And after a moment's hesitation, a voice from the crowd called out, Yes, that's him. I know him. Which is all it took. It was at this point that news came from the other side of the park that Thurmond was dead. They then hoisted Holmes up into the air so that he might see what they had done to his partner in crime. They let him down, hoisted him up again, and dropped him once more. Oh my god. Cries for Holmes to be tortured, cut up, and torn apart rang through the mob.
1: Make him suffer like
2: Brooke did, called one assailant as Holmes was then beaten with clubs and fists and feet and had lit matches extinguished on his skin. Football chants of, We We want a touchdown, touchdown, block
0: that kick,
2: and hold that line, broke out amongst the (laughs) lynchers. Reports that San Francisco police were closing in hurried the process along. The leader of the mob asked Holmes, What do you say now? To which Holmes replied simply, there's nothing to be said
1: say you're sorry just say it Just say i'm sorry i really think i deserve like you know trial by jury <laughs> and to go to jail
2: <laughs> that would be oh god i just imagine that situation everybody's like just yeah, that's, that's a fair point okay <laughs> all right and with that holmes was slowly pulled Feet into the air screaming and grasping at the rope around his neck, attempting to climb up the rope and loosen the noose. The mob lowered him back down, broke his arms, and hoisted him back up once more. Oh my god. It was now eleven twenty-five PM. The crowd gasped and laughed as Jack Holmes, still pantless from his removal from his jail cell, lost control of his bladder. (sighs) Some parents lifted their children onto their shoulders for a better view. (laughs) Four to five minutes later, John Maurice Holmes had strangled to death. The crowd urged the lynchers to turn him around so that they might have a look at him, and the hangman complied, turning Jack around to face his judge, jury, and executioners. Well, there won't be any more kidnapping in this country for a long time, remarked one of the onlookers. Just after 11.30 p.m., the phone rang at the Hart household. Elise answered it. It was family friend Jay McCabe. It's all over with, he said. The family had purposefully kept their radios off that evening. They knew the furor that that the discovery of Brooke's body had evoked in the people of San Jose, but perhaps had not expected it to express itself in such a brutal fashion. For his part... Alex Hart told Sheriff Emig to insist to anyone gathered in protests to remain nonviolent, that there had been enough violence, and that even in his own grief, felt sympathy for the men that had murdered his son and their families.
3: Of course. How ironic that, like, the actual family members were like, we don't want any more violence. And then just a bunch of random people from the community were like, kill them. Yep. Kill Kill
2: him. Him. Yeah, you know, it's out of their hands at that point. It, it becomes a greater issue than just the family that was directly affected. And it remains unclear whether Sheriff Emick ever imparted that onto the mob, though it's clear that even if he did, it had no effect on the events that transpired. The Hart so deeply wanted no part of the Holmes and Thurman vengeance, in fact, that Nettie Hart had sent 13-year-old Alex Jr. to her sister, Belle Fowler's house, to be further away from any potential violence. The Fowlers, however, did keep their radios on, and at the peak of the violence decided to pile into the family car and drive down to see the goings-on. In an amazing stroke of luck or coincidence, they found a parking spot almost directly in front of the courthouse and, consequently, right in front of the freshly lynched bodies of Alex Jr.'s brothers' murderers. It's like, like, hey,
1: honey, why don't we pack up the kids? We can pack a little picnic and a little late night drive. We can go down and see them. Yeah. Two lynch boys great. hanging it's at St. James great park. to hear this on the radio, but... We're so go. we're so close. I was, Why don't just, we just go down there? was a little crazy tonight, you know. The, the kids have been good, and you know we got we got a few more oh, pennies please, in Daddy. the jar.
2: Please, Daddy. Please, I want to put a cigarette on his genitalia.
1: I want to see the old. I want to see the big old fat man swing like a panda turning in an autumn
2: wind.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> you liked that, didn't you? <laughs>
2: Police from Oakland and San Francisco began arriving to San Jose. Too little too late. Man, when that car only goes 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was later revealed that the Alameda sheriffs had been ordered to wait in what is today Fremont, about 16 miles north of San Jose, until the order was given by under sheriff Frank Swain to move out. The order was not given until they watched the Oakland police drive by sometime after 11 p.m. They had been waiting for over five hours. Whoa. And there's a lot in... Swift justice that goes into the politics of the events that transpired. It it is extremely interesting, but there's just so much there that I didn't get into it. Uh, We'll get into a little bit later, but like uh, it's stuff like that where like there were so many times when they could have done things differently and some like for whatever reason for political gain or just personal belief, people were like, just wait, just wait there you know hang hang out or do it this way not this way oh really Are you Weird. saying that
1: politicians even back then were indecisive and took no action I, fearing that they would well, lose i won't go a that far i won't go that far <laughs>
2: As the crowd of vigilantes began dispersing, the northern police forces arrived, bringing with them a whole new crew of people who had fallen in line behind the convoy of police cars that they had seen screaming down the highway, or the 1930s equivalent of that, Sirens Ablaze. Souvenir hunters canvassed the area, snatching up remnants of Thurman's clothing, tree bark, sticks... Police chased off a group of young men loudly discussing cutting off the kidnappers' genitals as trophies.
0: Oh, Jesus. And 40
2: minutes after the hangings, a hearse from the Williams Mortuary arrived to retrieve the bodies of Holmes and Thurmond, and not too much later, the pair found themselves reunited with Brooke Hart, whom they had just last been in the presence of 17 days prior. While the bodies of Thurmond and Holmes still swayed in the trees of St. James Park, Reporters were gathering at the California Governor James Sonny Jim Rolf. <laughs> they
1: about to say Jerry
2: Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he's old but you, he's not you. that old there are a lot of he, brown uh, there are a lot of brown governors <laughs> in, in California history bread, the family I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they were gathering at James Rolfe's ri- residence in Sacramento. This is a fine lesson to the whole nation. There will be less kidnapping now, he declared <laughs> to a stunned gathering of journalists. <laughs> I'm sure they are just like, what we're, the hell? He's like, he's like, like boys, we got to spin this somehow. <laughs> yes. When someone in the crowd reminded him that a large group of people had just very publicly murdered two men, Sunny Jim responded, I don't think they will arrest anyone for the lynchings. They made a good job of it. If anyone is arrested for the good job, I'll pardon them all. Whoa. Wow. He went on to say, quote, I am checking San Quentin and Folsom to find out what kidnappers they have. I am thinking of paroling them to those fine citizens of San Jose. Holy who know how to handle <laughs> Holy such a situation. a boy, shit. Sonny Jim. Rolf made it clear that justice had been served in the eyes of the California government. Wow. News of the governor's comments quickly reached San Jose, where those involved in the lynchings now felt comfortable enough to have a few more drinks and brag (laughs) about their role in the night's events. We
1: did good. We did good, didn't we, Emmett? Sonny boy says we done good. Sonny boy said we done
2: good, Emmett? I'm sure we done good. You're right, Jim. You're right. I was the first to enter the jail. I had my hand on the rope. I pulled the noose around his neck, were the words that circulated the speakeasies of San Jose. I set his pubic hair on fire. But while San it Jose smelled weird. It does. I mean not that I would know. <laughs> but while San Jose's bars were packed with jubilant vigilantes, San Jose's hospital was dealing with an inundation of injured people, including Sheriff Emig, his deputies, and the other policemen that had attempted to stave off the mob earlier that evening. And journalists were hard at work writing their perspective on the lynching that had unfolded before them. San Francisco and Oakland newspapers printed double the usual run from Monday's Daily Edition. Record sales were reported across the state. San Francisco Chronicle reporter Royce Breyer's column on the Thurmond Holmes lynching won him a Pulitzer Prize for reporting. Wow. Good for him. Evelyn Holmes had left the city for her sister's house in Stockton following her husband's arrest to escape the constant hounding by the press and only received word of what had happened on Monday morning. David, Evelyn, and Jack's six-year-old son, David, sorry, David, Evelyn, and Jack's six-year-old son would later recall that whatever happiness had existed in his family until that point, and they had been a happy family for the most part, was, quote, shattered totally.
1: That is true. I kind of forget that that dude, like, had, like, a family.
2: Yeah. (laughs) The Holmeses would never return to San Jose. Holmes's parents maintained their son's innocence up until his death and beyond, insisting they had proof of Jack's blamelessness. Sure. Hold on. Beer, yeah.
1: Beer beer break. Beer o'clock. Um Ooh. nothing gets a thirst going like talking about an old fashioned lynching mm-hmm. in St. James Park by two knucklehead boys who tried to make a buck off abducting a rich man's son.
2: Yep. The Thurmans released a statement via Harold's brother Roy, sister Gail, and the family lawyer, painting their brother and son as a good-hearted man who, having suffered a head injury in childhood, was slow and apparently had become deranged as he had aged. They harbored no ill will to the sheriff and the police departments, even attempting to visit Emig in the hospital and leaving a kind note. Yep, you tried. <laughs> no, I mean, they. yeah, they like weren't letting anybody see the sheriff because you know he had just been beaten very publicly by a mob very I ima- violently i can
1: imagine him being a little embarrassed a little embarrassed he's like oh i tried and like i yeah. got beat up
2: fbi agent veterly wrote a missive to j edgar hoover washing his hands of the situation claiming that at no point had the two kidnappers officially been in federal custody that they had only ever been custody of san francisco or san jose police well so not his bad and while there, was, uh, there had been no official statement of Brooke Hart's funeral plans, as we've seen in the rest of this story, word spread quickly. Oh, Jesus. On Monday afternoon, several hundred San Joseans gathered on the sidewalk outside of the Hart home and watched as a procession of 67 cars followed the hearse carrying Brooke's body past the family's department store to his final resting place at Oak Hill memorial park he's in oh, oak hill th- huh mm-hmm. there's a
1: second where i was like oh wait man i thought they were gonna fucking like mob the house the family's house <laughs> fuck man just <laughs> all right i got my i got the names in my head just the go Brooke, for the Brooke hat girl. hat trick lynching <laughs> like this i like that too like everyone's like oh fucking brook like just all good old Brooke. like wasn't he like have right if i remember like a while back now yeah he wasn't like the greatest of people Not that he was an evil person or a bad person. No, but it wasn't like like people are treating like he was like
2: a saint of the community. uh, Right. Well, I mean, but he was of a prominent family. People knew him. He had gone to Santa Clara University. It's a good school. It's a good school. Good school. He was like part of various organizations. Yeah, like he may have had a secret girlfriend. Yeah, he may have gambled a bit and drank a little bit. Well, I but, guess. I guess it's true.
1: I guess. You know. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, he actually was a. It's just yes. funny that everyone's like, "Oh, Brooke." Like, how many people actually oh. knew him? You know what I mean? Like, it's just funny how like the, this fever all of a sudden like I for also this guy.
2: Forgot. Like, Here is some, some lovely pictures. We're looking at the pictures of the hanging bodies of Holmes and, and Thurman.
1: And for some reason, it's always way more horrible looking when it's. Uh, in black and white, like that. And everyone's got those old like hats.
3: And when that one fellow's naked from the waist down, yeah. my, my Somehow ma- that's more disturbing than a photo of the dude that's fully naked, right? Because they
2: just pulled off his pants just to like fuck with him. Uh, my mother sent me an email the other day, and which I had actually heard this previously. In, I think it, I think it just generally makes the rounds every president. Um, but it was basically something to the effect of uh, a a difficult decision, and it says uh, you are in uh, you know North Carolina, and there's a hurricane, and uh, you see Donald Trump getting washed away in the floodwaters after having come there to make a speech. The question is. Do you go with the classic black and
3: white or full color photo? (laughs) (laughs) Damn.
2: And I I, I was like, I remember doing that for George Bush and for Obama. And, you know, everybody just hates the president regardless. Anyways. It's it's a time honor tradition. It is. It is a time honor tradition. 50% hate him, 50% like him or don't care. It's almost like we're split down the middle and we're bought and sold by two
1: parties that are Funded by corporate interests and you're just a stupid wave slage who keeps feeding into wage the machine. Sledge. Wage I wage like that. what did I say? Wage.
2: Wave wave slage. Wave
1: slage wage slave.
2: Great name <laughs> for a ship. <laughs> <band. laughs>
1: wage Wave, wave slage. Wage slave. I was trying to I was trying to have a soapbox, Robin. Having a few too many beers. Hey sure. <laughs> for hey, sure. your wallet. No. Yeah. Let me tell you about yeah, yeah, you better watch out. Let me tell you Anthony's about ready to
3: lynch somebody.
1: Hey. Yo. I would I have a hard time well, I don't even have Facebook, but I was like, I have a hard time giving somebody a negative comment.
2: That's fair.
3: All right. Anyway, you're Alex. Such... <laughs> he's a gentle soul. I'm a
0: gentle soul. Uh, that's
3: exactly what I was gonna say. I was going to say you're such a gentle soul, Anthony. Is that that's what you're say? That's often what I think yeah. when I yeah. when I look at Anthony, I usually think gentle soul.
1: Yeah. He's a crude gentle. He's a crude soul, but he's a gentle cr- soul. <laughs> <laughs> a gently
3: crude soul. He's a gently
1: crude soul. <laughs> I just want to make you laugh. I don't want to hurt you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, but back to what you were saying earlier about like how many of these people who are now like apparently – like they, they have fulfilled justice on behalf of Brooke Hart, and now they are all ready to traipse off to the funeral to mourn his passing. Like how many of them actually knew him? Or probably almost none of them. But this is these. This is what happens. Like people I... want to feel like they're important, so they try to attach themselves to important events. I mean, that's why. Like you, you know, you end up. I'm sure that there were not any less than probably 50 individual people that claimed that they were the one that hoisted the body into the air. I'm sure, know? and it's like like just wanting to try kind of like. Bask in the reflected glow of an important event.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and I, I imagine so. There were there were, as I said, hundreds of people gathered out, kind of lining the road. But I think it's also weirdly, it is because it's like Alex Hart is a prominent member of the community. They had sixty, whatever, seventy cars following, sixty-seven cars following the hearse. That might, you know, it's it weirdly is kind of like a wedding, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like all right, like, who do we invite to this? And it's like, I'm sure Alex Hart had his own kind of, like, political invitations to his son's funeral. But that's just my take. Yes. Alex Hart, Speak of the Devil, Sr., was interviewed by the San Francisco Chronicle, saying in part, quote, I was perfectly satisfied that the law should take its course against the two men who killed my son, But it brings me some comfort to feel my fellow citizens took violent action because they loved Brookhart. I am a believer in law and order, and have never tolerated violence of any sort. While he forbade his family from participating in the sordid occurrences of Sunday night, he knew he could not stop the will of the people, despite sending word along to Sheriff Emig. You see, I felt it was all rather futile. After all, my boy was dead. The men who murdered Brookhart were laid to rest two days later, Thurman being buried in an unmarked grave at the foot of the hill harboring Brook's crypt and Holmes being cremated, the fate of those ashes being a mystery lost to (laughs) time.
1: q to the end of The Big Lebowski. Yes! (laughs) Yes.
2: Um, within a day of the lynching, souvenirs of pieces of rope, bark, and cloth were being hawked, both fabricated and legitimate. Monday night city council meeting ruled to cut down the two trees used to hang Thurmond and Holmes, citing irreparable damage caused by souvenir hunters. Aww. Four days later, they were chopped up and distributed to needy families for firewood. While some criticized the council's decision to excise the trees as a lazy attempt to erase a horrifying moment in San Jose history others lamented their loss as a potential warning to future ne'er-do-wells some suggesting erecting a plaque detailing the events of the lynchings naming the trees Thurmond and Holmes <laughs> <laughs> and erecting holy shit. <laughs> and erecting a life-size statue of Brook Hart between the two trees oh,
1: my god God (laughs) like it's like dude you have to look at that like people were so fucking depressed and pissed off at this time they were like just a bunch of angry morbid humor man everyone like I just everyone back then was just a bunch of angry emo kids because they're like they were hungry (laughs) yeah they're like didn't have a job poor and and hungry you know no but I I am I am convinced that that like is maybe not everything you know there's a lot of other things going on, but man, I just think people were clearly fucking pissed off. Yeah, they needed to blame something.
2: Yes, and it's but it, it is like weird. I mean, that is interesting. That basically the city government was like, "All right, you got it out of your system. Now we're just gonna get rid of these trees so we don't have to <laughs> worry think about, about this again. it. You did it. Good job. Well, you you know, again like purge. You got it out of your system." Can we move on? You, Thanks. Okay. You
1: know, and in some ways, I think it kind of just shows the fragility of government sometimes where if people, like, that kind of fervor gets out, like, all that breaks down. Like, all that yeah. system of control can break down so quickly. I mean, nowadays, I, you know, I don't know because cause basically we have a militarized police force that, you know— I don't, I don't know what they'd be capable of if something like that happens, even though sometimes it feels like we're close to that, uh, uh, but yeah, like just, you know, if, if people are hungry and starving or like, you know, they're in shitty times, like, you know, especially people who are during the depression, like I think those, yeah, those systems of control or, uh, government that we kind of rely upon just, they break down so fast.
2: Yeah. And what's what's the old saying? Were three three missed meals away from a revolution? At oh any yeah, you no know,
1: who said that? I, that's a great. I, I want to say Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, yeah, Must have been Jeff. <laughs> no, but, but that's it, really not. that's my point. That's so true. Well, though a lot, I don't know.
3: Well, no, I I mean I don't think we're that far away from this now. I mean, I yes, okay the the lack of a militarized police force at this point in time probably allowed this to get much further out of hand than it otherwise might have. But I mean, right now, currently, even in, in our own country, like there are elements of, there are groups of people who are really fucking pissed and they feel like they've been left out or they've been left behind. And especially those that felt like they used to be in kind of some nominal kind of status of, of, Control or privilege, who now feel like they're marginalized. I think that it's a powder keg, right? I mean, that, we see that with some of the violence, uh, both individuals creating violence, but also, I mean, think about what you guys were just talking about, like that some of the like white nationalist movements, yeah, are right on the precipice of this, and I don't think, quite frankly, they have to be pushed much further to to have real violence break out. And I, I think well, I don't think that our police forces necessarily. Can and do respond that well to that type of explosive violence?
1: Well, I was even thinking about Virginia because the violence did
3: happen. That woman yeah. got right. right. I mean, some asshole and, drove over a bunch of people in a car you know, and killed what, one of them.
2: Yeah, and it just like I watched the uh first episode of the Watchmen series on HBO last night. Relevant to yeah River, everything very much that we've so. been talking yep. about. It's it and it is it. The, it is clearly a commentary on where we're at right now, hmm. and
1: is it worth watching? I, I, I'm kind only, of being a
2: purist as of right now. There's no, I mean, it's not. It is outside of the comic, totally. That's my. So it's, that's it's, my it problem. takes place that's, like after that.
1: That's my. That's my problem, and yet my intrigue, and like how how, give, de- give how dedicated p- I am to my boy Alan Moore, right? Who who stands up for his art, yeah. not to be commercialized the way it has been. Anyway, that's neither
2: here nor there. Let's continue. Police Chief Black was outraged when he learned that postcards featuring Holmes and Thurman's hanging bodies were being sold, threatening to arrest anyone caught selling them for quote unquote indecency. One popular version of the postcards was crudely cut and pasted to feature both men in the same tree and changed homes to be much more well-endowed and semi-erect. <laughs>
3: what? Ow. Across the Bay Area, <laughs> that's newspapers. Just, wow. <laughs> that's, that's just Dude, that's oh, great. Man. That takes macabre like, to a whole new level. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is something not only really is capitalizing <laughs> upon the lynching of two men, but they're like, but, like put a big old dick in there. That's going to be like good. Like a, yeah. a semi-erect penis? Yeah. He likes it. It's cool. Um, oh, David Carradine, R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Across the Bay Area, newspapers and printings of the naked lynched bodies were banned and confiscated. And it is important to note that San Jose was not unified in the acceptance of the lynchings as justice. The San Jose High School Faculty Women's Club, the Women's Christian Temperance Union, the Unitarian Church, the Christian Assembly, the First Baptist Church, 20 Protestant pastors all voiced their dismay and disapproval at the actions taken by the mob from simple public decrying of the lynching to attempting to open a grand jury investigation. Of course the nerds had an issue with it. The women and the Christians. Ugh, God. Vincent Hallinan, Jack Holmes's would-be lawyer, opened up a case against the governor for inciting the lynching and negligence charges against San Jose and Santa Clara County officials. I want to... Put point out it
1: wasn't the women because there was plenty of cool women who were burning cigarettes on their thighs True. and being and being catty, and making funny jokes, Dude, May at West this, impersonations at this, hor- yeah. at this
3: horrible event. Being what, Anthony? Cool. I, be- I believe "cool" was the term. I just want to. I just want to press pause for a second. Oh, let me rephrase.
1: Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Not cool. Not cool. It wasn't cool. It wasn't being cool. very radical.
3: Oh no no no! I wasn't referring being... to the cool part. I oh. was referring to the catty part. Oh, what they're making jokes. Remember?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: I remember.
2: I
1: But that. would
3: you call men making jokes being catty? Oh, yeah.
0: Making yeah. me, be- I'm
1: catty as fuck.
3: Yeah, you y- are. Yeah, you are kind of a pussy.
1: Hey, Pussy, strongest muscle.
2: And yeah. what of the mob? <laughs> yes, the governor had professed his support of the vigilante justice, but technically, two men still had been murdered. DA Fred Thomas, who had witnessed the lynching from his third-floor office, far away enough to be unable to identify anyone, was now put in the position of potentially prosecuting his friends, constituents, and even family. Ah oh, fuck, I have to do my job. <laughs> his tactic was to attempt to apprehend the ringleaders of the lynching, ordering an investigation into discovering the identity of the mob's leaders, requiring corroborative evidence. That is to say, someone who was there at the lynching, outing themselves to identify the key players. The process was started on Monday, and by Thursday, he postponed his investigation indefinitely.
3: (laughs) Yikes. A.K.A. nobody would rat. Yes.
1: Yeah, I That you just can't put that genie back in the bottle.
2: No, again. I mean, it's the same thing as the the camera, the reporter with right. the camera. You and know, that it's just, I have nobody's gonna. Everybody's like, see each other on the street, and you just kind of give a little nod, and keep on walking. Yeah,
1: it's like a Jafar genie, not like a cool like Robin Williams. Ja- genie. Dude, Jafar was
2: the cool genie. What? I mean, he only was technically was in the movie fun. for like ten
1: seconds. He was just fun. He and wasn't funny. fun, but he was
3: cool. He was a fucking
2: like red genie. He was mean
1: looking. He was. I mean, he looked like yeah.
3: I I I want to uh, point out I have no idea what these nerds are talking about. Is this the second time we've brought up Aladdin and you have not seen it? No. Why would I watch? Mister Aladdin, sir. Dun, something dun, like dun,
0: that. Dun. I
1: don't because you weren't you weren't five when we. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't four when the
3: movie came out. Well, that wasn't. Sorry. <laughs> I forget. <you. laughs> <was
2: like>, <laughs> but then again, I today, like Disney bases much of their economy off of like 20 somethings watching remembering their movies. movies we already watched but i mean also like appealing to like i mean i know fucking plenty of adult people that loved frozen and loved moana and uh as a person
1: who just went to recently went to disneyland oh that's right uh yeah people fucking who are not children fucking love that place i.e the lady with the cat Ooh. The stuffed animal cat And she's like I can't get this cat anywhere And it's been like 15 years And I
3: finally found it And I called up the people And they finally got the kid cat Oh, wait, she wait, was looking what? She
2: was looking Look for this. a particular stuffed animal Oh, oh, right?
3: oh I, I thought you did just like I thought you were no, like No, I was trying to no, I was imagining like, a
2: woman at Disneyland no, Who just had a fake no. cat and Was just like I can't take my cat
0: anywhere
3: No, <laughs> exactly I thought for, or, No, or no, no, that no, no Anthony was trying like, to speak with voices super, Or something super Super <laughs>
1: <laughs> what <a fuck. laughs>
2: what's, what's that Shirley oh I know no, it's a tough <laughs> time no basically super
1: super quick uh, lady had a, had the the Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland ah. I was trying to talk Daria out of buying two stuffed animals cause I was like it's Disney you're spending a lot of money on They're like for $70 animals. a piece yeah, you're like, and then she's like I really want them and I said well they'll be back here tomorrow and of course this dumb fat lady had to go I've been looking for this stuffed animal for 15 years and I called up corporate and blah, 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 And I'm like, you fucking... Argh.
2: Anyway, moving on. So you bought the stuffed animal.
1: Yeah, anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Point being, yes. <laughs> Again, I'm afraid that Anthony might be about ready to go out and, so, and lynch somebody. He sounds really angry, man. <laughs> Fucking Disney! Disney! <laughs> <laughs> <There's laughs> <Pete! laughs> Apparently, Disney just pushed Anthony to the edge. That's uh, the crowds.
1: The crowds. I was gonna say
3: I. I'm I mean, gonna go on
1: pirates twice.
3: I'm glad that you contextualized that story because that came out of left field, man, <laughs> and it sounded pretty bad shit crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, it technically is. It is bad shit. Regar- regardless of the context, it is. People who are like that about Disney are batshit but Yeah, crazy. what are
1: we talking about?
2: I forget how we even go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what we were talking about. <laughs> on December 2nd, the ACLU opened an investigation into the matter that initially implicated Anthony Cataldi, the young man who reportedly retrieved the rope used for the lynching from his family's farm, and Ray Lauren, another youth who was outspoken in his part in the siege on the jailhouse. Ultimately... The cases against Cataldi and Lauren were abandoned and no indictment was brought upon them or anyone else. Cataldi would go on to become a prominent real estate developer in San Jose. So if you see that name, that's the guy. It's the guy with the ropes.
1: <laughs> to be <Yeah>. very old.
2: <laughs> um, but I mean, or his family name or his business or whatever. I feel like I've seen that around, but I could also just be thinking that. Anyways, if you'd like to read more about the fallout from the lynchings of Holmes and Thurmond, I highly recommend that you read Swift Justice by Harry Farrell, but in the interest of time, I will broadly summarize. Some were angered and disappointed, calling for the resignation or impeachment of Governor Rolfe. Others lauded the vigilantes for taking the law into their own hands and implementing some good old-fashioned street justice. Ultimately, Rolf remained in office, and no one was punished for the murders of Jack Holmes and Harold Thurmond uh quote in 1981 the san jose police department purged all files on 1933 homicides according to harry farrell so too were all the files of the santa clara sheriff's office most of the important documents in the fbi's care were destroyed in
3: 1946 wow wow weird that yeah yeah in, noch- minhaup複, <Website>. <Gran processo> in
2: 1943 alex jr became the head of the Hart's department store when at the age of 22 the same age brooke was when he was murdered both his parents died within seven weeks of one another eventually the Hart home was demolished a ymca now stands in its place is that the, the ymca what? in the alameda is where the Hart household was Whoa.
1: Right by the uh, Planned Planned Parenthood. Parenthood. Yeah. Yeah, Where you can yell at people with
2: their horrifying signs of quote unquote aborted fetuses. Bro, I'm trying
1: to get an abortion.
2: You're bumming me out. I just love, uh, I mean, just, it gives me so much joy to yell at those people. (laughs) Uh, The lynching that occurred in St. James Park is often referred to as California's last lynching. However... In August of 1935, a group of vigilantes stormed the Siskiyou County Jail in Wyreca, California, near the Oregon border. After overpowering the lone jailer, they took Clyde Johnson, who had confessed to murdering the Dunsmuir police chief, F.R. Dahl, and hanged him three miles south of town. For all the talk of how killing Brookhart's kidnappers would deter future crimes of a similar nature, there was... One more kidnapping in 1933, bringing the total for that year to 10. 18 kidnappings in 1934, 26 in 1935, 31 in 1936, Uh, 30 in 1937, and 37 in 1938. That worked. In 1933, (laughs) there were 28 reported lynchings, but all four of the victims were black. It would not be until 2018 that any anti-lynching legislation would be passed by Congress, the Justice for Victims of (laughs) Lynching Act. As of 2019, it has not been passed by the House of Representatives or signed by the president, which it needs to become law.
1: Well, I'm glad it took, you know, till now to finally pass. To finally kind of do something
3: about it, but not
1: really. Lynching is bad and it should be illegal.
2: Yes, especially
1: because it. Predominantly
2: affects people of color. But yeah, yeah, on the a, Monday following sure. the lynching of Holmes and Thurman, the publication The News offered this editorial. San Jose's message to the world. In an orderly manner and without any attempt of at unnecessary force and evading any open riot that might occur from too much excitement. A vigilance committee headed by citizens who had given the matter much thought stormed the county jail last night and demanded what they and the general public believed was justice. There has been a feeling for many months throughout the entire United States that in order to stop the great wave of crime, the public must revert to the old days of taking the law into their own hands and in this manner make criminals respect the law. There could be no better way than by a few lynchings, many citizens believed. San Jose is made up of the finest citizens of any city in the entire United States. Peace-loving, quiet, cultured people. God-fearing, law-observing. Good citizens have been watching these murders increasing and have watched crime increase in this country and from the time this splendid young fellow, Brookhart, was murdered, this vigilance committee had in mind carrying out What in their minds was real justice? Many people who don't believe in mob violence will criticize them. The news offers no criticism. And I am just so glad that we are beyond the point where we have public figures and media outlets advocating for going back to the good old days. Where violence was acceptable against people. Yeah, it's,
3: here, here, you know. Yeah, it's so wonderful to have it's, a yes. current leader who would never, ever no. mention things like lynching. Like literally, saying the good old
2: days when or, we could take them out back.
1: We're having a civil war. Or... Mm, those were good days.
2: Oh man! Well, and that is a story. You know, I of, actually. Uh, the Brookhart kidnapping, and, as it turns out, murder. And, as it turns out, another murder and
1: another murder. Well, I thought I had more to add, but I think I pretty much put in all the things I had to say in into the actual show, because I, I felt like I'd just be repeating myself. Sure. I have no last words. What about Andy? Do you want to add anything to this this, this, hero's, lovely, journey? Yes. this hero's journey? Yes.
2: We embarked the on? highs, the lows. No. The ups to the downs.
1: <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, watch uh. out, buddy.
2: Whoa.
3: Whoa. Look at that. He just and snuck that in there. <laughs> don't go
2: pissing off San Jose. I mean I feel like Google's the bigger thing. Yeah, that's but
1: true. I don't know. I'm just kidding, Mark Zuckerberg. You're no, I mean like well, not, not, you're not you're you haven't like destroyed society. It's cool. Yeah.
2: Not, not yet. Or, I mean he kinda
1: has. I mean, he kind of has, has a choice has He kind of did, I More know. than any, like, anybody mm.
2: else as it comes to, like, the tech sector. Uh, is Kermit the Frog voice?
1: <laughs> oh, well, you know, we could. I, just, I could just stay out of politics, and I could just run ads and take the money. I don't want to be, you know.
2: I don't think I've ever heard him speak. I assume that whenever he opened his mouth, it was just the old, like, dial-up tone. Ugh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I play no part—Facebook plays no part in the politics, but we'll take
2: your money regardless. No. Yeah. Did you see that uh, Elizabeth Warren ad that they put up? Yeah. It was like a fake ad. Yeah. And then he just ran it. I was
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure—yeah, I'm sure. Like, no one cares about your politics, boy. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, want to do—want to plug our—, our uh,
2: um, yeah, so all the media. Yeah, so Facebook. so speaking of, like us on Facebook, um, like us, right? That's good, right? Yeah, it's good. I feel
1: like two middle fingers in the earth. Um, <laughs> give it a fuck.
2: But uh, you can't listen to us there, but you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts, and probably, depending on how the internet works, which I'm not fully comprehensive of uh wherever you get podcasts um if you have any questions about where to listen to us or if we're somewhere where you like to listen and we're not there send us an email to v o h d podcast at gmail.com that's v as in valley o as in of h as in heart d as in delight podcast at gmail.com uh Yeah.
1: Is that it? Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to our beautiful tale.